0: shine shepherd and this is
1: mitchell manley a radiant beam of glimmering light
0: oh, i almost <laughs> want to say shimmering yeah
1: shimmering is also very good
0: but i can see the glimmer yeah i can really see the glimmer i'll i'll accept glimmer or shimmer i think that you maybe both
1: yeah I, I glimmer and i shimmer mm-hmm. but i'm certainly uh, a, a brilliant light <laughs> a, a brilliant radiant light well
0: that was without question right of course um Mostly the news is terrible. Yeah. I mean, depending on your view of the world, but generally if you do turn on the news, it's terrible. So, And yeah. I did use a very uncomfortable picture of the Olsen twins. Yeah, like of all the <laughs> all the
1: things you could have done, you chose a picture of the Olsen twins and you chose the most unsettling <laughs> one you could possibly find.
0: Well, they're, they're a powered duo.
1: I mean, I guess. And
0: you, they powered into your soul with their eyes.
1: Yeah, they definitely did that.
0: <laughs> so I felt like it was a good picture. Also, it was late at night, and mm-hmm. I get goofy when it's late. So I chose <laughs> I chose that. So I felt like I need to kind of redeem myself and give songs that brighten days because I obviously scared you.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely so. And, you know, we could all use our days brightened. Yep. And so, you know, I figured that was a, a good theme to follow through with.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 never too harmful to have a song filled with shimmering and glimmering. Right, of course. What song did you bring this week?
1: So, I brought Hanson and the song Where's the Love. <gasps> I've I've always had a soft spot for Hanson. You know, they play their own instruments, they write their own songs for the most part, and they craft some of the catchiest choruses in pop music. You know, when Mbop Bop came out, yeah, it was like 1996 or 1997. They were just a couple of Wholesome Boys from Oklahoma playing Aren't there some. Three of them, though. Well, yeah, a few <laughs> a few Wholesome Boys from Oklahoma playing just like Wholesome sounding music. And, you know, they didn't pretend to be anything other than that. Uh, there was no persona or matching outfits or celebrity cameos. No
0: sexy boy bands. Right.
1: Nothing, it wasn't like that, you know, like obviously the record companies knew that they could exploit these like little cute blonde boys. But <laughs> and that, you know, people would eat that up. But it it wasn't an act or a put on with Hanson. You know, what you saw was who they really were. And I kind of admire that level of authenticity. And I think it shows in their songwriting. Um, this song is like super upbeat and groovy, almost like Jackson five meets the Osmonds. And like the second verse has this dreamy, like cascading harmony. (laughs) that's like really cheesy sounding, but it's like so perfect. And it just makes you smile. You're
0: like grinning ear to ear. Yeah.
1: Just, I'm singing it in my head. I can't remember what word it falls on, but I think it's round or something. Yeah. But it's just like this really dreamy sounding harmony. That's like so cheesy, but it just makes you smile. And, uh. (laughs) Yeah, this was definitely my favorite track off of their debut record. It was called Middle of Nowhere. <sighs> just never never fails to make me grin and groove along whenever I hear it.
0: It's so good. I don't know. Like it's mixed with nostalgia for me as well, and it's just like it does. You hear like you hear it start and you're like, "All right, this is going to be a good ride. This is going to be a good day. Mm-hmm. Everything is brightened." And it's so amazing. And I'm really surprised you brought it. And I don't know why, because you've already said multiple times you like pop music. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you didn't go for the mbop. I'm proud right. of you. <laughs> I went a little different. I went with Cat Frankie's Bad Behavior.
1: Oh, it was carelessness, and yet it's so ever-
0: for female singers, being somewhat knowing, kind of sexy, and be like, hey, I'm getting something over on you. I don't know why. It's like the, the female power dynamic. Sure. And uh, I think this is probably the most poppy thing that Cat Frankie has ever made. I've heard a few of her songs. I haven't heard all of her albums, but it's pretty poppy from what I can tell of her stuff. And it's, um, whenever I'm listening to it, it always leads me down some crazy... Like German pop music, now, like why, wormhole. Why?
1: Is there a connection <laughs> I, to? Is she's she German? German, yeah, okay, okay.
0: yeah. So she's German, and so I always end up like following all these like German links. And I think in the future, von uh, von Wegen Lisbeth is going to be like squeezed into there because it's absolutely amazing and fun. But supposedly, Cat Frankie is, I guess, modern noir. But I don't really see it so much in the song. Her voice is super indulgent to listen to. It's like chocolate for your ears. I don't know. It's (laughs) it's very lyrically manipulative, and I I think it's a great theme song for smashing the patriarchy if that's what you're into.
1: Yeah, I mean we should all be into smashing the patriarchy, right?
0: (laughs) I'm just trying.
1: Yeah, this one's it's super dancey, but also like really urgent sounding uh, in like a more solemn or serious way. It's got the funky guitar uh that kind of you know sets up a really chill vibe on top of the beat but then my favorite thing is is the phrasing for the vocals like the way that she like packs a lot of words into half of the phrase and leaves it spacey in another part and like drags out syllables and rushes certain syllables kind of makes the song really dynamic and makes it like breathe and dance in a cool way and it's like really viscerally engaging like past the sort of easy go to of a, of a dancey drum beat, you know, yeah. it gives it something a little bit more substantial, like, which I it, like.
0: It kind of like, I don't know, it, it makes me happy, but it's also like pushing forward and it's such a cool way. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, like you said, lyrically manipulative. I don't know if that's exactly what you <laughs> meant, uh, if we're talking about the same thing, but I think that's also. In both and, ways. <laughs> and, yeah, in both ways. Like the way that she's like manipulating the phrasing of her vocals is really yeah. unique to me and I like that a lot.
0: All of it's very well thought out mm-hmm. and enjoyable. Scientifically designed. Right, exactly. <laughs> now, the Ear Buddies did bring some absolutely fabulous songs. Mm-hmm. We got on- some good ones. We got some good ones that you do think of when you think of songs that brighten your day. And then you've got some real thinkers that will brighten your day in a really cool way. Colian comes straight out of the gate with Lynn's Steal My Sunshine. I was
1: flying on the bench, sliding apart, across the street.
0: Doop, doop, doop. You know the doop, doop, doop. Doop, 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 doop. yes, that <laughs> that makes you smile every single time. It should. It always makes me smile. I love this song
1: and it's amazing. Yeah, I definitely remember when this song came out, and like I've always thought it was such a, a catchy and cheery song. Like the piano sample is super sunshiny, and has like this very bubble gummy pop beat, which is what you were talking about. Yes, and it's like tons and tons of reverb, which makes everything really airy and open sounding. And it's got this weird flangey <laughs> effect on everything in the chorus, and it makes it just like really bright and sunshiny. And then you know the only way to put a cherry on top of that is to actually be singing about sunshine in the hook of the song.
0: And it literally brightens your day.
1: Yeah, it's just a a brilliant pop song, uh, and definitely one of my one of my favorites from that era.
0: It does make you smile though, like the first like two beats. It's so good. Now Bruce, he takes another turn on this one. Bruce brought torches, reverse inverted. (laughs) have no idea what's going on but from the album cover i know that there's unicorns and rainbows mm-hmm. but i think that the unicorns are actually working on building these like super complex rhythms and right around 240 is whenever it gets super pop sensible and is like oh okay this is a bright happy song and that's where i realized it and i really like how it like got kind of i don't know there's a lot going on here
1: yeah, last week I, I ended the show with a band called Tweak Bird and I referred to them as being what I call Thunder Pop or Sunshine Sludge. <laughs> yep. And this band, Torch, it's like the flagship example of, of that genre. Uh, their songs are usually like monstrously heavy and epic sounding, but with tons of melody and harmony in the singing and lots of major keys and like really upbeat, happy sounding riffs, but also just like super heavy and weird rhythmic catches and tags that are in odd times <laughs> and things like that. Uh, this song in particular has that really great breakdown and build, like you were talking about. Makes like it's got some weird, interesting uh, like timing shifts, yeah. And then the beautiful guitar harmonies. It it's, it's almost sounds like <laughs> climbing to the top of a rainbow and then just like sliding back down face first, you know. Yes. Uh, definitely one of my top five favorite bands of all time. Uh, it's that before Torch, uh, the singer and guitar player was in a band called Floor, that's a little bit heavier than this even. But still just lots of harmonies and, and really interesting, positive-sounding, <laughs> sunshiny riffs.
0: It's those major chords, man. Yeah,
1: it's, it's fantastic. Torch is one of my favorite bands. I'm so glad Bruce brought this to the table.
0: Yeah, I was absolutely shocked by it. Also, still, Thunder Pop and Sunshine Sludge. Yeah, I, I love that. I like those. No, Brian V. brings The Long Winter's Cinnamon.
1: To gondolas, to carry on. The view was hilarious St. Paul was there to marry us But we lied, we're already married Cause here's proof we have suntans And I spoke up with my new hands Listen to my car, what's it telling us? Start, please start, please start when you saw her last I said her skin is cinnamon Her skin is cinnamon Do you remember When you saw her last I said her skin is cinnamon Her skin is cinnamon
0: I'm gonna say... This is Dancy Prancy, also reminiscent of delicious foods. Yeah, of course. There's drawing in it, and it seems like kind of innocent and amazing. I do know about The Long Winters just because john roderick i thought john roderick was doing a departure from the long winters because of the way (laughs) my brother yeah like for a while they said it so fast that it sounds like oh Mm -hmm. they're he's departing from the long winters right so i didn't know i still don't quite understand
1: (laughs) yeah he's uh john roderick he's the main singer and guitar player in the long winters and yeah the the theme song for my brother my brother and me is uh,
0: it's a departure, I think. Yeah the name of
1: the the name of the song is It's a Departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed, right? As Griffin says, but um, it's
0: you have to clarify because sometimes it's a very confusing. Right,
1: so yeah, that's definitely where I heard of the Long Winters as well and uh, it turns out that John Roderick was also in that band Harvey Danger that had the song Flagpole Sitter. Do you remember that? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not sick, but I'm not well. Yeah, we've had this song on
0: the show at some point.
1: Yeah, I remember hearing uh, It's a Departure, and I heard the harmony in the background. I was like, that sounds like the guy from Harvey Danger, <laughs> like the lead singer, but John Roderick was a keyboard player, and on that long winter song is the original singer for harvey danger so
0: ah. weird
1: crossover there and uh yeah John Roderick has a really awesome like folksy voice uh, it has like this little bit of huskiness to it and it has this sort of like Bruce Springsteen every man feel but he also has like incredible range and writes super brilliant catchy melodies a lot of the long winter songs are also like really Fun and rhythmic. And this one I noticed, like, it has guitars that are in a 3 4, kind of a waltzy feel. And then the drums are keeping, like, this more cut time 4 4 beat. And it's a really clever juxtaposition. It makes, like, this for interesting accents and gives a song, like, a unique push and pull.
0: I've got to say, as someone who doesn't really know how to count well, right. didn't even notice that. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I just, like, I was listening to it and trying to, like, you know, move my head along to the song and kind of bounce along. I was like, wait a minute. There's like a weird time <laughs> thing happening here.
0: Okay. So what, like every third measure it matches up or something?
1: It changes every other measure, I think. And yeah, it's just the That's the way he does crazy. a cut time. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. <laughs>
0: yeah so wait is the, oh, i'm trying to remember we're not even gonna get into music theory again i'm not yeah. that good at explaining it <laughs> jericho brings or actually he goes by rico, rico. He, he brings tevin campbell and rosie Gaines. one-to-one eye to eye eye to eye <laughs> from the goofy movie soundtrack sense when you say eye to eye
1: yeah I
0: was like oh that makes sense um it kind of feels like Michael Jackson but it isn't and it's got like this early 90s feel I know I saw this movie and I know I enjoyed it the song is super triumphant has a good message I'm betting Goofy and his son like are starting to see eye to eye at that point mm-hmm. and it's just there's this cool, like, electric guitar that, you know, like, the song wants to be cool, and it accidentally was super cool. Yeah, accidentally? <laughs> yes. And it's, like, uh, one of those songs that's nearly impossible to vocally keep up oh, with. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. So, much like Mulan's uh, song with Christina Aguilera. uh, Yeah, I can't sing this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember I also, I saw the Goofy movie when it was in theaters. I think it was, like, 1995, And I'm sure it doesn't hold up as well as some of the other (laughs) Disney classic movies. But I'd put the music from this one up against almost any other Disney film. Like in the fiction of the movie, the songs are performed by this fictional pop star (laughs) named Powerline. Of course. But yeah, in real life, uh, it's this guy, Tevin Tevin Campbell. He was like an R&B powerhouse in the early and mid-90s. Has a song called Can We Talk that's one of my favorites. Was produced by Babyface, who made oh. tons of really great R and B jams in the '90s, and
0: s- possibly some bad decisions. Yeah, he definitely made some bad decisions too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, this song in particular, like you said, definitely has that '80s Michael Jackson vibe, like really fat synthesizers and syncopated funky guitars, lots of super thick gospely background vocals. Uh, if you're looking to brighten your day, you're going to be hard pressed to find something more sunshiny and positive <laughs> than this one, and like pl- tons of Disney songs just make me feel great you know like uh i'll make a man out of you from mulan you yep. got kiss the girl from the little mermaid uh, pretty much everything in the lion king <laughs> like disney really knows how to how to cultivate some mirth and good cheer out of their movie songs yeah
0: except for let it go which is like more like oh fuck yourself
1: i mean that one just got overplayed but even <laughs> if, if you like learn how to play that song it's a very complex oh i guarantee it's arrangement. very complex. It's, it's a beautiful song it's
0: just like it does make me want to like throw off my cape though and walk into the cold right, except yeah, then exactly. i'll be really cold it'll suck. <laughs> uh, Craig brings yeah, Roxette. Rox,
1: sorry, Roxette's the look. the look. the band, like a hammer, she's a miracle man. Loving is the
0: throwback here but it's kind of like those two brothers who hated each other who ended up making a band and then like i don't know what they were called but they hated <laughs> each other and they made really great mopey music and then they broke up this song is like that if it was happy but with like not so none of us none of us
1: <laughs> who are the brothers that hate? All, all i can I'm think trying, of is like oasis it's but. not
0: oasis it's some other brother bands that they broke up and i can't remember and i don't have the cd down here
1: you don't know, have any any clues to give me or the listeners as to who these brothers might have been <laughs> no hit song or
0: i uh i can't remember the name of it this is why i'm this is why i make a music podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, this is definitely one of my all-time faves. Uh, definitely a day-brightener for me as well. Again, with like the really bright 80s production, quirky-sounding synths, lots of airy-sounding reverb, bright, sunshiny guitars, lots of major key harmonies, and of course, the unforgettable hook, complete with la-la-la's and na-na-na-na-na-na's. <laughs> of course. Yeah, and so yeah, once you've heard the song, there's no way it doesn't hype you up and stay with you for a little while. And yeah, I, I pointed that's this out
0: that's to... Savage Garden! It was Savage Garden! Is that what you're thinking of? Yes, it was Savage Garden.
1: So yeah, um, in the thread I was talking to, talking to Craig about this. I was like, I don't know if you remember Savage Garden, but... I do! They have a song called I Want You, yeah. and it dawned on me while listening to this that Savage Garden <laughs> owes Roxette a lot of money basically stealing the vibe and spirit of this whole song,
0: I could have figured out which band if I'd read the show sheet. That's so fucking
1: ridiculous, (laughs) Amy. But
0: But I'm glad we
1: got there. I'm glad that we solved the mystery for the listeners.
0: Yes. Okay. So sounds like Savage Garden. All right. I'm crying now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm smiling. I'm not sure that they were
1: brothers either. But I'm
0: gonna live my life. We're just
1: gonna we're gonna (laughs) pretend.
0: Uh, Obviously, because I know so much about Savage Garden. Right. Of course. Now, Jack brings the church under the Milky Way. And it's something quite peculiar. Something with shimmering and white leads you here. Spatos. uplifting in a totally different way um it makes me imagine like raising my face to the sky and like looking at the milky way and taking it in and there's just a lot of depth of vocals and like meaning and i'm not great with lyrics i was just like kind of bathing in the music and it was awesome and it just made me want to like go stand outside and like enjoy nature
1: yeah i agree uh this one i definitely also find it interesting because musically it is a lot darker than the other songs it's got like a colder more lonely feeling rather than like the bright and breezy feel like some of the other ones on our list but it still has this mood of like contemplation and a sense of optimism. Uh in the verse, there's these really cool like descending chords that sort of make this mysteriousness and curiosity that ends up getting resolved in the chorus, which is a bit more hopeful and like wistful sounding but it's all like still very reserved and introspective, and I think that sense of optimism and the resolve that permeates the song mm-hmm. like it helps this one to qualify as a day brightener like it sort of acknowledges that there is some darkness and then kind of lets it pass and then you can appreciate the light in better context having just experienced the dark you know
0: yeah there would be no light if there wasn't dark right so there would be no great sunshiny day if there were no rain
1: clouds right so i I think that's a very important uh element to remember whenever you're looking to brighten your day is like you have to sometimes acknowledge that little bit of Uh, not knowing and and that sense of, you have to find that sense of optimism and looking forward to whatever comes ahead, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, ah, makes me so happy. (laughs) So we did get some feedback from some crazy person. Yeah. Yeah, and let's play this one. Oh my God, Amy from the future. The band is AFI. The dude with the weird hair, with like the deep voice and like the emo sounds, that's AFI. I'm just saying. AFI. I cannot believe Amy from the past got that wrong. Oh. Never mind. It was Interpol. It was totally Interpol.
1: Jeez. I think she might have been on some drugs, maybe.
0: No, just some or drinking. A little, bit of drinking. A little bit of drinking. Also realizing it was freaking Interpol. Interpol. Yeah. I was so mad at myself, and now I'm, that you
1: say that, like I can kind of feel the the Interpol vibes in, and yeah. in Jack's vocals. I see what you're talking and about. And here's the
0: thing: the cover is black and white, and like red and stuff. And I was trying to describe it, and I just did a terrible job.
1: And you so, did a great job of describing AFI. <laughs> like you, everything <laughs> you said, like you named three things to try to clarify. All Interpol. of them <laughs> just narrowed it down to <laughs> AFI even further. But still, somehow it was also Interpol. Yeah,
0: because I've got skills and I know so. Many much about
1: music
0: (laughs) (laughs) now when you want to go ahead and like holler at me on the twitter you can totally at me at madam Woolite. where can we at you
1: at pow i gotcha
0: and you can at the show at end pod the facebook group is where the show really gets made like all the conversations happen that's earbuds and eararms podcast group and if you want to be like drunk amy from past or the right but she thought she
1: was from the future
0: i don't know i think she was talking to amy of the future um you can call 731-400-BDS or
1: 731-400-2837
0: see this is what happens when i'm editing the show (laughs) (laughs) i get mad at myself um you can always email the show at Endpod at gmail dot com and you can always see the creepy Olson twins at Endpod.com part of the ten seven ten network. You gonna go there and check out the Olson twins? I
1: think I saw that picture plenty.
0: <laughs> All right, what is the final song today?
1: All right, so I'm gonna end us on a band called The Meshi, and the song is called Lion and the Lamb. Uh The Meshi or yeah, I think it's called The Lamb and the Lion. Uh the Meshi is such a hard band to describe. Uh, I guess it's sort of like experimental electro indie pop I don't know their their last album is called hallelujah and it's like really unique and fun and like always brightens my day whenever <laughs> I listen to it
0: does it have the cover of the the famous hallelujah song
1: it doesn't oh but it's like it's a weird like concept album about like judeo-christian ritual and and that sort of, it's very strange to be such an upbeat, dancey-sounding record, kind of. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this this is the opening track off the record, and it, it pretty much establishes what you can expect from the rest of the album. There's lots of electronic instruments along with like the standard guitar, bass, and drums and it's got a very quirky and distinct chorus of vocals that kind of happens throughout, and they just stack harmonies as high as they can go, lots of exaggerated falsetto, and it creates this like very energetic, playful mood, but there's also something very foundational and real about them that gives their music this extra level of integrity beyond the like bright, shiny surface level. So yeah, the Meshi, Lamb and the Lion. I hope it brightens your day.
0: <laughs> that's not totally s- Sleepy